This podcast is brought to you by Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Go to Hangover Destroyer website, hdestroyer.com, and write happy hour in the coupon code and get 30% off Hangover Destroyer and seize the dawn. Happy Hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy Hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com, brought to us today by Petite Pet Care. If you're going out of town or you have a schedule that keeps you away from home, the folks at Petite Pet Care understand that some pets don't mind being boarded, but others prefer the comfort of their own home. And if that's your pet, Petite Pet Care will give them loving care when you're not there. You can find them at PetitePetCare.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limo or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is Happy Hour. A cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleans in a bar, in this case we're at Wayfair on Ferret Street. And if you're wondering what exactly Wayfair is, it's a restaurant and bar that serves handcrafted food and spirits where Chef Kevin White puts fine dining into a sandwich, and I can see the way you're looking at me, you think that's just some sort of bullshit slogan, right? But in fact, it's not. Chef Kevin White was a fancy chef in New York City. He was a chef with Mario Batali, of all people, and then came down to New Orleans and opened this restaurant, Wayfair, and has put all this fine dining experience into making sandwiches. And you've tried them before, Jose, right? Yes, yes, indeed. Okay, so my guest... had a soup, actually. You had a soup, not a sandwich. Not a sandwich. You didn't have a sandwich that was blended (laughs) into a soup. You had an actual thing that was on the menu as a soup. Yes. This is Jose, who's my guest today. Q is my guest today. Yo, yo. And Cheryl is my guest today as well. And I'll tell you a little bit more. Cheryl, say hello. So we're going to identify. Oh, hello. Thank you. So I'll tell you a little bit more about all of those in just a minute. But anyway, if you want to come down here to Wayfair, they're here from 4 to 7 every afternoon serving special hour happy hour with special drinks and special food prices otherwise they're open like seven days a week regular hours you know when it gets dark and i think also when it's light although i'm not usually up when it's light but it's vaguely light now so jose calderon is here cheryl del pazel and q hefner yes hi guys how you doing i'm good how are you all doing good kosher are you do you keep kosher q you don't? Oh, I thought I thought we're onto some whole Jewish vibe there right off nah, the bat. I'm nah. just good. You're just good? How often do you describe yourself as kosher? Um, on a daily basis. Really? I have my own definition for that. What is it? it just, you're just good. It's good? Yeah. That's it? I'm kosher. Kosher. Yeah. Well, kosher means something else in sort of general Yeah, in a Jewish way. Yeah, well, Jewish means it's like it's, it's a food-related yeah. thing, but... But otherwise, people say, say that something's kosher when it's like it's, it's okay. Yeah. Right? Meaning it's legal or something. I'm good. It's all kosher. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So how are you? Kosher? We, I'm Gucci now. Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> Glad the trends okay. changed so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Jose who's sitting to your left here. Jose is a New Orleans psychiatrist. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Did you know that he was a psychiatrist? Nah, I didn't know that. Doesn't that make you nervous when you hear that someone's a psychiatrist? Not really. Cheryl, does it make you nervous? Uh, <laughs> yes. 
Jose, do people get nervous when they you tell them you're a psychiatrist? They do. They ask me if I'm working, but I'm, I'm not. I'm off hours right now. You're so right. So, so, right. So I'm off. So everyone thinks, I think, when you think you're a psychiatrist that you're, like I'm you're, analyzing you're a psychic. Them. You can see right through me. Yeah. yeah, they do think that I'm analyzing Yeah. Do them. I seem normal to you, by the way? Well, you know, <laughs> Thank you have you. to look. <laughs> <laughs> Jose's a New Orleans psychiatrist who specializes in mind-body medicine as well as seeing patients in private practice and being a member of the psychiatric clinical faculty at both LSU and Tulane. Wow, that's impressive. You teach at both colleges. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I didn't even know that you'd be allowed to do that. You are. You just get you paid for one, by one, but, uh, but you're allowed to teach. <laughs> you don't get paid by both of them? No. You're not allowed to get but paid by You can both. teach anything you want if you're not asking for payments, you know? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I doubt that they would let me teach at Tulane or LSU. What about you, Q? You wouldn't take any It depends money. on the subject. Some, well, Jewish food r- preparation. <laughs> you know something nah, about that? Nah, right? but I think, I think they'd let me work, though. You do? Yeah. Cheryl, do you think you'd get a job teaching at Tulane? No, I have nothing to share. I doubt that even if you didn't get paid. <laughs> me neither, Q. I think you're <laughs> deluded if you think so. Well, at least I think. You might. Well, maybe it's true. Yeah. Well, which usually, one? usually when I think, it happens. Really? You can make it happen just by thinking it? Yeah. Wow. If I put my mind to it, I do. Really? Anything? Yeah, anything. It happens on a daily basis. Does it? Can you make something happen in the next 60 minutes if you think about it? If I really want it, yeah. You could. You could yeah. manifest something in the next 60 minutes. Are you going to tell? Well, you could write it on a piece of paper. Don't tell us what it is. <laughs> at the end of the show, we're going to look at the piece of paper and see if it happened. All right. Okay. What do you think about that? Who's got a piece of paper? That's <laughs> only... I could rip one off. Yeah, I'm going to rip off this half of this piece of paper. You got to... Oh, okay. oh, right do, do the cocktail napkin. Right That's on the traditional right. way at the Okay. Bar. Write something down that you're going to make happen in the next well, I can 60 write minutes. Down. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know you can write, but, you know, I mean, something that's going to happen in the next like 60 minutes. Don't look trip. at it. Don't oh. look at it, you guys. Okay, I'm going to finish telling you about her. So, Jose, who pays you, to LSU or Tulane? No, I'm faculty, uh, full on faculty with LSU and Tulane. I, I teach every now and then, I teach certain classes. Okay, so you're in LSU, you teach LSU regularly? Yes. So in medical school, I assume? Yes, in medical school, residence. On the clinical mm. rounds at the hospital and uh, right psychiatry, psychiatry. In, the, in the specific and your specific. I turn it over so we can't well, see it. Cute. Bang. It's gonna be a secret. I can't read it's that a secret. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Bang. It was a secret. It's a secret. Don't show us. All right. I didn't read it anyway. In sixty minutes. Show you. Okay. We have to remember. <laughs> have to remember in sixty minutes. At the All end right, of the show, minutes. we have to unfold that piece of paper and see if it happened. Okay. Yeah. Can somebody oh. remember that? Who's not oh drinking? God, you're Chris. really asking a lot. Someone who's not <laughs> drinking. I don't know if Chris is not drinking or not. I can't see him from here. Okay, so um, where did I get up to, Jose? Mm-hmm. It says here, besides teaching at LSU and Tulane, yeah. you're conducting research. Oh, my God, listen to this. You're conducting research on the application of mind-body approaches for addictions and the psychosocial effects of violence related to organized crime and the war on drugs in Mexico. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It means that Mexico, you know, you all know it's having a very rough time with the, with the cartels and it has affected a lot of people like in New Orleans too as well, the violence related to drugs. And so we're studying and doing interventions to help people, to help people out, feel, feel better, you know, feel well, deal with the trauma. And, and that's what, what we point? do here and we're trying to do in Mexico. At what point do you intervene? Who were you intervening with? The victims of violence? Uh, you know, anybody, because I think everybody's a victim of violence. So there's the direct victim of violence and then everybody that, uh, that is affected in one way or another from crime related to the violence uh, or the fear of it. You know, it, 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 it turns into this kind of a narco-terrorism, right. if you may. You know, so you don't have to experience it. You just uh, know about it. And then people are very tense and nervous. And so we, we interview with everybody. We teach You're from people. Mexico, right? I'm from Mexico City, yeah. 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 So does it give you a sort of an end with the cartels? 
Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. So, but with the people, yes, to, to go in and help out people to is help it different? themselves. Is the drug-related violence different in Mexico than it is here? Is it different? Yes, it is different. It is different. C. 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 There you go. C. We're in. <laughs> What's the difference? Um, I, I think the... the Perhaps the, the the amount of it, the massive amount of it that's happening, and also the this this uh, terrorist uh, quality that has right. you know, to cause terror, it's to intimidate. It's more. I happens. agree with that. Yeah. It's more. Uh, have you been Have yeah. you been down there, Q? Nah, but I've been, you know, doing a little research and you know, seeing stuff online, and for, from what I see, it's like crazy. Like mm -hmm. it's on a whole nother level yeah. of the violence from here. As far as I see, mm -hmm. I mean, violence is everywhere, but like w some of the things I seen, that's like you know that 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 that's not the normal violence that you know goes on. Well, what's what do you mean by normal violence? The way they assassinate people. Well, we assassinate people here. We someone's knocked we do, off we every do, night. We do, but like you know, it's like real graphic. Anytime you see you know heads come off and ligaments, and, you know. <laughs> You know, usually people in America like usually get shot, uh, like stabbed up, you know, or something like that. But like, that's like you got to be a real cold-hearted person to like do that to. To take someone's people. head off. Yeah. Is that what they're doing? Is that they're decapitating people, or yeah, is that decapitating people? And then there's a lot of um, since the war on uh, on drugs uh, came to Mexico and the, the, the government, so it has. There, you have a lot of splinter groups, and so they, since they cannot be involved in the massive drug trade, so they have to make a living, and so they are, uh, they do a lot of uh, kidnapping and, and and blackmailing people and uh, extortion and all sorts of that. That's where it's affecting. Why does the that population happen? Why does that happen there and not here? Because that seems like a good way to make a living, hmm. doesn't it? You kidnap someone, <laughs> but I mean, you wouldn't get away with that here necessarily. You'd end up in jail yourself, probably. Yeah, well, everybody's in, in, the, in the cahoots, you know. Over there, there's, uh, there, there's the belief that the government and the police and everybody's on it, you know. Now, with these 43 students that are missing, you know, the police was involved, the government was right. involved, the, the local government. So everyone's corrupt and in on some sort of... So why does the well, government... They're just in it for the money. Everyone's... They're in for the money and the lack of uh, power, the lack of authority. But why would the, your government and the cops be in on getting people assassinated... Must, I mean, why aren't they interested in doing their job and arresting people and stopping that? Well, it's extortion and money. So they're getting paid off. They're getting paid off. So how does that come to an end? Hmm. Q, you got a solution for that, Cheryl? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I do have a question, don't. though. Yeah? Right. Do you ever get um, members of the cartel seeking out psychiatric help because of their traumatization? Like the Sopranos. Being a, yeah. Like Tony Soprano. Like uh, Tony Soprano. Lost Sopranos. Um, not, not necessarily, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Nobody wants to talk? No, nobody. No, I, I think what's happening is I get people that work on cartels, you know, we've worked with some of them and they want to get off of the, of the cartel, and, but they themselves have addictions and so they come through the addiction to try to get themselves clean and then move on without it. You know, people who sell drugs are doing drugs? Both. Hmm. Yeah. I thought most people but had any sense. They're not being on the hierarchy of it. Hmm? I thought most people who were selling a lot of amount, a large amounts of drugs like that weren't doing it themselves. But they are. Good question. Like Scarface. You don't know. It depends on the person. Yeah. yeah. But if you've got any sense, you wouldn't be doing it, would you? I mean, you're just selling it. I mean, if you're a genius, you would. 
are there any geniuses <laughs> here in the drug biz? Possibly. A genius to happened? me is a person that go his whole life without, you know, getting in trouble as far as that. Right. But I don't condone in that, but at the end of the day, you're a genius if you got through your whole life without being touched. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Well, you could stay away from illegal activity. That would I do. Well, that, <laughs> that makes you a genius right there. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that would be the wise thing to do. That would be the wise choice. Anyway, let me tell you more about I've got another, like, three sentences here. Dr. Calderon is director of the Mindful Living Program in New Orleans, which reduces mm. stress, which is a good idea. Mm-hmm. You've got a busy life, Jose. Using mind-body medicine practices, and he's the co-founder of the Mind-Body Center of Louisiana, a non-profit organization devoted to the dissemination of mind-body practices in healthcare. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got a whole lot of questions about that, I'm sure. I'm just going to finish mm-hmm. this before we get to that, though. Mm-hmm. New Orleans Magazine named you, Jose, this year in 2014 as one of mm-hmm. New Orleans' top doctors. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. Do you charge more now? Can you put your fees up? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a, like a sign that's a no, top doctor? Like the Gambit people, you know those Gambit things that you see on people's shops? Voted number one. Do you have that on your door? They send you a little plague because you put it you somewhere do? in do there. You, from you put it somewhere. So they you advertise New Orleans Magazine for them. That's pretty interesting. Mm. Did you put it up in your office? It's in the office in the waiting room. Hey, there cool. The other psychiatrist there. Well, the other, has anyone else in there got yeah. top doctor as well? Yeah. Just as well. That would be yeah. embarrassing, wouldn't it? Like, <laughs> you're a top doctor and your partner's nothing. <laughs> He's nobody. And it says here you've been included in the global directory of who's who in medicine for two mm. consecutive years. Mm. Wow. So you're like a celebrity in the mm. psychiatric world. <laughs> Pretty impressive. Right, guys? I'm impressed. And I wouldn't you say he's the best-looking psychiatrist you've seen recently? Hmm. Come on. I would say yes. Say, come on. Handsome, right? Yeah, she got the best answer. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl, yes. it says here that you've lived in New Orleans earlier in your life when you were also a student at Tulane University. I was. Did you study psychiatry? I did not. Or medicine? No. What did you say? St- <laughs> <laughs> you've only got one more question, and if I've you don't get that right, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> have you been to one? I have been to one. What did you go for? Depression? That's private. Divorce? <laughs> Major uh, general lifetime dysfunction. Really? <laughs> and did you get help, actually? I did, yes. I what loved was my the, doctor. What was the key to the problem? What solved it? Talking. That was it? Just talked it out? Talking and going regularly. Yeah. Really? I had a nice Italian. Um, he wasn't a psychiatrist. He was a psychotherapist. I thought you were going to say he yeah. was a massage therapist. <laughs> no. Something. No, he didn't massage me at all. He wasn't a psychiatrist. No. So they said, what's the difference here yeah, between that's a psychiatrist and psychotherapist? Psychotherapy is anybody that does, I mean, any professional that's doing psychotherapy. You're training that as, a, as a tool. Yeah, talking. And different, different versions of the therapy. So different professionals can be a psychotherapist. Right. A psychiatrist is a medical doctor. So you can it's write a medical doctor that can write prescriptions and also, yeah. and also if you choose to learn about it and then to do psychotherapy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So did yeah, you my go doctor couldn't write meds. <coughs> did, you have, we, did, he, did you get medication? No. So you just talked it out. How long did it take? A couple of years. And what did you figure out? I resolved a lot of things that I was in denial about when what? I was young. Ah, really? Yes. Hmm. Mm. Like things what? I kept buried. Traumatic situations. Really? Yes. That you uncovered stuff in therapy that you had no idea? Um, I knew about it, childhood? but I, I completely forgot about it. I blacked it out. I didn't even know that was really possible. People say that, but that really happened to you. Yes. It happened to Michael Phelps as well. 
Strangely <laughs> yeah, enough. but he has gold medals. I don't. <laughs> well, he, he does have a lot of gold medals. And he's very. I'm tall. sure he blacked that out. Hey, Graham mm-hmm. is here with a whole new hair color. Wow, nice. It's very it's total very nice. new color. Nice. What is it called? Copper. Does it look sassy? I don't know. It's I just thought it sassy. sassy. It's, cool. <laughs> it's the same color as your dress. Nice. No, it's not. It's not. No. Oh, well. Yeah. It's pretty close there, right? <laughs> so, what sort of, th- can you tell us what sort of things, or was it too traumatic to discuss even? Oh, it's private. It's private. I think the bottom line the is. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the show already. What Why do you am mean? I here? It's private. <laughs> There's no such thing as private. No, but the, I guess the bottom line is that um, it really helped ground me, and I encourage everybody to go and seek mental health help at times in their lives when right. they really need it. Did you discover something that happened in your family or was it outside your family? It was um, outside my family to me. Right. Yeah. That's good because otherwise yeah. that would have put a bad... Spin. Are your parents <laughs> still with us? Yes, they are. And where are they living? Uh, Massachusetts and Maine. Right. And you, well, that's where you moved to, it says here. It says that you drifted northward to Maine and Massachusetts. Yes, I, li- I lived in Maine for a while. I worked at a ski resort. Is that right? Mm. I did. Oh, that's not in, on here at all. Here it says you. Uh, I was am- trying to be brief, so you didn't. Among have to other read pursuits, it said you worked. <laughs> you worked in sales and marketing for the Bank of Tokyo Mitsubishi. I did. Oh, wow. you? I didn't write that. Yeah, what? I did. Oh, you that didn't was write a, it. That was a very. Uh-huh. <laughs> how, now let me tell you about my boss. I think he had yeah. Asperger's disease. He was very. Um, we can ask the psychiatrist. Disease? Yes. What is that? At I'm not pronouncing it correctly. Can you help me? You're good. No, that's good. Was that good? Yes. Good accent, too. He, um, even with my Boston accent, that was all right. (laughs) He just (laughs) had no sense of. A-S-S? Or A-S? A-S. It's Asperger's. Asperger's. Not Asperger's. 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 Yes. Oh, that's, is that how you pronounce it? Or is that how you say it with With a a Mexican accent? With a Mexican accent. <laughs> See if you can do it. That sounded cooler. <laughs> the Asperger's. 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 I, he, sounds, he says it better. Yeah, okay. Mm. Now, this gentleman... Um, well, what was his name, first of all? And his age and social security number. That's you prior. know, that was, such a har- <laughs> that was such a horrible job, I completely... <laughs> you forget the guy's name, <laughs> even. <laughs> but you remember that he had Asperger's. Okay. Well, he had, he had no sense of... Um, he was very socially awkward. He was brilliant, brilliant, hmm. brilliant man. And he had no sense of personal space or how to behave appropriately <laughs> in situations. So he would... Was there any sexual harassment involved in this? No. Uh, no. I don't, I don't know if he... Interesting like, answer. I don't know if he ha- even had sex. He was married. Oh, man. No okay. social skills. Didn't know if he had sex. He but was he would, married. He, he would come up. I would, be in, a, I would be in my little cube, and when he would want to talk about something, he would come up and, like, he was very tall. He was probably, like, 6'3", and he would just come up and stand over me, like, really get in my space. And this was at a bank where, you know, everybody wears, you know, khakis and button-down right. blue shirts. What was he wearing? He was in Compton. What? <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? <laughs> oh, Boston. Boston. Oh, Boston. <laughs> all right. You know, you had the blue that suit. That was a good Compton. image, that, yeah. yeah. The blue suit, and all the guys that worked there were ex, you know, Boston College football players, and they were all investment bankers, and and uh, people would um, say I wasn't doing my job if I laughed or giggled. You're not supposed to enjoy yourself at work. I like to enjoy That's the Northeast. That's why you had to move down here, right? Yeah. I did. It was, it was, People that was like a horrible that. job. <laughs> what did you actually... Was, so you're working for the... That was the Bank of Tokyo. What does it mean, the Bank of Tokyo Mitsubishi? They, w- they were... Mitsubishi is a company, isn't it? Um, yes, it's a company. They were a debt and equity financing company, so they um, did um, financing for planes, trains, um, ships. Wow. 
things like that. That sounds interesting. Big, big actually. money, big money deals. You know, like spending a lot of money, taking potential investors out for you know golf games and things like that. And so, how do you get to be the head of the bank if you've got Asperger's? He and got fi- he got fired. For what did he do? I think just general uh, <laughs> messing up deals, messing with people's money. But how money. do you get to be that in that position in the first place if you've got some sort of fucked up? Thing that he you can't w- even relate to people. Probably. He had a very good reputation in the industry for making big deals happen. So okay, I guess headed, you make he big was deals headed of Yeah. Well, he maybe that's an asset. Money talks. True. Was he wealthy as well? It's I didn't. I didn't ask him. I tried not to have personal conversations with him. Apparently not. Okay. So he says he also you were an IT developer for GTE Laboratories. I was an IT. De- I was an executive assistant, and I also did a little web web development. Boy, you really dug in yeah, my really resume way back. A, that was a long a, time ago. We got a serious research department. What did you? What that does that mean? That was back mean, when IT? phones were the size of Kleenex boxes. Yeah, cell so, phones. Yeah, cell phones. Oh, well, that must have been With interesting, the interesting yeah. period, though, to be in that business. Yeah, the uh, GT Laboratories at the time was doing uh, number portability uh, research, which, you know, we take for granted now where you can take your phone and go to any single carrier and your phone number stays right. over. We also, uh, the laboratory was working on um, smart homes. And smart homes. Yes, where we built... Um, in the lab, you had uh, like a kitchen, a little living room, and you can control it from your computer, like what you do now for you know turning off the lights, turning on the lights, right. turning. The but heat. this was back before anyone thought of that. Yeah, b- way this back. This is still when, when it was in the laboratory stage. Yeah, where do we did video conferencing, so I used to have a little camera at my desk and talk to the guys in the lab, and we did facial recognition, and they used me as a guinea pig. It was really fun. So this is way back yeah. in the day before anyone was doing that. This was in the lab. Yeah, in the so lab. So what do you still can keep in contact with anybody up there? Um, what are they doing now? Well, what are they doing now? Well, they they were um, uh, getting into the telecom um, <laughs> merger. It was GT Laboratories and Bell Atlantic, and they merged to become um, Verizon and Genuity, which is a broadband um, supply company. Genuity went bankrupt after nine uh, eleven. After nine eleven. <laughs> okay. Really. And um, yeah, and I got laid off from that job as a result. As of a that. result of nine eleven. Yeah. So if it wasn't for the terrorists, you wouldn't be living in New Orleans. Yes, that is the well. That's the <laughs> upside of international terrorism. I'm here in New Orleans because of what, international terrorism. What uh, What caused the company to go under? Because of a lot the of a lot of tele a lot of telecoms uh, went under Why? at that time. Well, we had you know a tower on top of the World Trade Center. We lost some employees the same way other people lost employees. So, yeah, uh, the, the world was really shook up financially after that event. I didn't realize so that, that you have a mm-hmm. tower, you had a, like a broadcast tower. Yep, and we had, we had wow. employees up on... Well, yeah. that was what they were trying to do, I guess, destroy the economy and... They... they put people out of work. Certainly put a wrinkle in everything. Right. Yeah. Hey, Q, did you get another drink or anything? Someone hooking you up there? Yeah, I actually do need another drink. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, someone hook you up. So this is Q Hefner. <laughs> Yeah. Hugh Hafner, what a fantastic name. I bet yeah. you're happy the night you came up with that name. I'm many things. How did you come up with the name? What made you think of it? Uh, Let my me life. guess. <laughs> yeah. A portion of my lifestyle. Which is what? Um, I'm young, so at times I could like be a bachelor. Um, I'm also DJ Q because, you know, I'm heavy into music. I'm a DJ, a local DJ also. Um and Q of Nola fam, because this right we do hip hop, you know. Right, so. mm. I got the whole thing. I'm going to tell, right. tell everybody all Perfect. about you, but I just wonder right. how you came up with the name Q Hefner, which is hilarious. Q Hefner, yeah. Um, 
actually, I was just. I, I, I you don't remember even, the night. I don't, you came I don't over remember, it? but uh, thinking how this I probably was stoned, and I was like looking at interviews of Hugh Hefner, and like looking at his lifestyle, but not trying to particularly have his lifestyle, but like the bachelor of my lifestyle, you know, Q Hefner. You mm-hmm. know, that's, that's funny. Like when people hear Hefner, they automatically know what's up. Right. So you know. <laughs> You add a Q in front of that, that's me. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Do people think you're like a ladies' man? You have a I am a ladies' you man. You are a ladies' man. Mm-hmm. Do people think that as well from the name? Yeah. I mean, they should. They should. Yeah. Well, just one look at you would, <laughs> would convince anybody of that. Yeah. Very charming. Maybe. Is that what most people, do most women think you're charming or just wealthy? I mean, women I deal with think I'm charming. Okay. Yeah. I think he's charming. Okay, you're right. a woman, right? I am a woman. Okay. All right, that's proof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hefner is part of a trio called Nola Fam. The other two yeah. members of Nola Fam are right behind us here. Hi, guys. Yeah. Uh, they are Money, otherwise known as 900. Money. Money. M-A-N-I. Where did the 900 come from? <laughs> He's a producer. Okay. Yeah. And Jay Smoke, otherwise known as Doc Smoke. Yes. Uh, you guys have got great names. <laughs> and you guys formed Nola Fam at Frederick Douglass High School, it says here, correct? Yeah, we went to high school together. As a reaction to the post-Katrina citywide gentrification. I mean, it's going on to this day. So what does that mean? That means you have a political, it's it's political like, cultural. It's basically like pushing the minorities out. And I feel like, you know, the people who make New Orleans what it is, right. that's the people that's mostly getting pushed out. So if you out of being pushed out of what out of neighborhoods, yeah. What neighborhood are you talking about? I'm talking about downtown. Yeah. Uh, the not the I'm not talking about the Marini and the Bywater. I'm talking about like the Eight Wall. It's a big difference. Saint Claude, you know, you know, it divides. When you're in the Marini and the Bywater, you know, it's all peaches and cream. But when you're on this side, you mm. know, that's a different. It's, world. It's a different world. Right. Segregation. Mm-hmm. And now it's like uh, that side's becoming like this side. So that's gentrification. So the other side of St. Claude now, people are, because it's got, it's got built up and it's too expensive to stay on the mm-hmm. right-hand side going down, I guess. What yeah. side is that? The river side, I guess? Um, where, the, where it started out. Where like it's the like, bywater and everything is. Yeah, the bywater is closer to the water. Yeah. Okay. But like on the other side of St. Claude, Rampart specifically. Right. Now that's yeah. where it's been pretty marginal yeah. over then. Mm-hmm. So, so people are buying houses and doing them up on that side of St. Claude now? Yeah, they monopolize them. That's interesting. Yeah. That's Putting up CVSs and booty street food and, you know, changing the bywater into like, you know. I don't understand why they put a CVS on one corner and then build a Walgreens right across the mm, street. That's all yeah. that yeah. across me. the country. Mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know. Like, I don't, like I don't that. get that. I don't get that either. I don't know why we have so many drugstores, <laughs> period. But that's interesting what you're saying there because what's going to happen to the city? Because it's happening not just down it's gonna there. It's going to be watered everywhere. down. It's going to be watered down. and It's going to be new, new New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, where's everyone It's going 360. Where's everybody going to go? Um, they push. It seems like either people moving out of town because they ain't come back from Katrina, or they pushing minorities minorities to uh, Gentilly and like New Orleans East. When you say the word minority, you mean you? I mean, New I'm o- speaking on urban people. You're talking. You're talking about yeah, but that's not a minority in New Orleans. Not well, not numerically. Well, I'm speaking for our people, basically. You know, which people? Black people. 
You can say that. To all people. You can see that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. What are you I'm saying? not. I'm not saying you know a specific kind because you know all type of people from New Orleans. Right. But like, I'm talking about on a larger scale, like the the neighborhood people, the neighborhood, yeah. like. Before Katrina, you you know how the neighborhoods was, right? And yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, well, what know, are we going to do about that? Because um, it's, you can't stop it. Well, I look at it as it's changed for the good and bad. Yeah, it's like both, so it's like you know, kind of complicated a little bit. So, what's the solution to that? I mean, how do you stop gentrification? Because gentrification is going to ruin New Orleans. The, yeah, the whole um, thing about New Orleans was the sort of marginal marginality of the whole city and the sort of mixed upness of it all i mean it's almost like you can't stop it because like when people in power and like they got you know money or whatever like that's like you know you basically get run stuff you know well people want to live here true nobody wanted to live here before nobody wanted to live in, in, in your neighborhood before <laughs> they, they wanted to not even park in your neighborhood before. yeah they came here see yeah. how cool it is yeah. and now they're like oh man i won't be a part of this or like turn it into what i want to turn it into because people come from where they come from and try to make the situation to their standards of what they believe in and how they see things instead of just like mm. respecting the city and going like it's not about like people moving here that's not from here like i don't have no problem with that but like when you come here and try to like change stuff like i'm gonna make a perfect example um I'm a musician. I, I'm a DJ, and there's a lot of venues that recently got shut down, or they can't have live music because mm-hmm. someone who moved in the neighborhood <laughs> next door or something complained about loud music. But New Orleans is a music city, so like mm-hmm. I don't even know how the city even allowed that. Like <clears throat> like Mimi's what? in the Marini. I used to DJ there. Now they right. can't even have live music no more. It's yeah. like. All ty- it's well, all type wh- of stuff. Why do we allow it? I mean, what is wrong with the? I mean, and that's the same at at Boofers on Esplanade. Mm-hmm. Boofers, that guy's St. Rock hit. Tavern, right? Uh, just like it's all, all, over, all over, man. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. That yeah. drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. People like that. Yeah. People move here because they want to be a part of that culture. That's what yeah. they move here for, mm-hmm. and then they end up wanting to water it down for some reason because yeah. they don't really. But the, 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 I think the main issue is that people come here, it's just about money, as you are saying. They have a lot more money from other places than we do because yeah. we've n- we never make much money here. You don't get paid a lot of money if you live here. You come here, you can buy a, a cool house in your neighborhood for what you couldn't even, you couldn't even buy anything with <laughs> exactly. that in other city. And so people are thinking, yeah. holy shit, I can have this like 3,000 square foot house. Yeah. I can spend a couple of thousand bucks doing it up and it's going to be an awesome spot. It's just across mm-hmm. the street. But unfortunately, it pushes everybody out. Yeah, and it's almost like if you don't, if you're not owning property, if you are you not, you know, if you don't own anything or put money into whatever the system, I guess the city feel like you have no voice, right, on that. And even if you do, mm-hmm. even if you can stay in your neighborhood, now the property prices are going up. Even if you can hold on to your house, then the property taxes are going up. Exactly, and even that if you're goes renting, along with whoever, gentrification. Yeah. 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 That's it's it. hard to know what the answer yeah. to that is, but it looks like you might be making a bit of money here at some point. If I read this, if I keep going. I mean, if you it's maneuver around all that. And like, you could you be know, a superstar, you guys. Possibly. No, you know what? We is. Yeah, but I mean yeah. financially <laughs> as well. Soon. 
I, it says yeah. here that you've played it with, among others, Manny Fresh, Juvenile, yeah. Mystical, and Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Doesn't get any bigger than Snoop Dogg. <laughs> At the May song, yep. Really? That was what 2012, heck? I'm not That's mistaken. Awesome. Yeah. What happened awesome. there? What, what was that? We kicked it, smoked a bunch of weed. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I thought <laughs> I was going to have an uh, anxiety attack. <laughs> I was like, Snoop Dogg just tapping me on my shoulder, passing me blunts and stuff. I'm like, wow, that's cool. Did he hang out and did you play with him when he listened to you guys playing? Yeah. Um, we nice. went on like third or whatever. Like we went on right before Manny Fresh went on. So basically we opened up for them and everybody was just hanging out. Like we was backstage, like on the stage with them, you know. Wow. It was like cool. genuine conversation. We ran into him and many other artists again at South by Southwest also. That must be cool when Snoop Dogg recognizes you. He hey, should recognize yeah. <laughs> When he see this hat, he gonna know what's up. Oh, when he see when he see his uncle Versi, he gonna know what's up. Uncle Versi. Yeah, big V. V ninety. Snoop Dogg know who that is. Who is it? That's uh a good friend of Snoop Dogg from back then. Like, okay. You know? Hey look, you know what we should do? We should take a break here and listen to something. Yeah. I wanna hear that song that Nola Fam does, that the trio <laughs> does. High it, times. Uh, high times. Yeah. Can we take a listen to that, Chris? Yeah. No. When you see it in a bag, roll it up and take a drag. Pass if you get in high. Pass if you get in high. When you see it in a bag, roll it up and take a drag. Pass if you get in high. Pass if you get in high. Steady rolling up, boy, you can't stand it Blow it like it's candy, then it's theft official Cause all of it from Cali, hop up and let's ride slow Seven boys where we go, smoking on that Maui Blow it out the window, yeah, we know we out though Smoking on that endo, got it from my cuz though Roll that shit ASAP, take a hit then lay back This shit right here, nigga, pop it like my gear, nigga My smoke never clear, nigga, blow it for the air, nigga Blow it in her ear, shiver, running with the fam She wanna blow my brain quicker, we can bake that's lunch and then I heavy on my spinach Know the fan waste no time And yeah, you know we winning We knew from the beginning But the smoke was in your vision And now I class in session So niggas pay attention Yeah When you see it in a bag Roll it up and take a drag Pass if you get it Pass if you get it When you see it in a bag Roll it up and take a drag Pass if you get it Pass if you get it When you see it in a bag Roll it up and take a drag Pass if you get it Pass if you get it When you see it in a bag Roll it up and take a drag Pass if you get it Pass if you get it When you see it in a bag Roll it up and take a drag Pass if you agree This the best you ever had I love weed, the sweet smell of hash I smoke trees, I roll up the grass You like dirt, then smoke up the trash I do it different to showcase the class And last but not least, the swag And last but not least, the swag That's why it's not cheap to smoke and just cheap I smoke and just cheap and roll up the leaf Hop on the beats every day of the week this is just me, Nola fam the crew, Nola fam the group I'm putting it in the bowl, smoking that Darren Sproles Fucking these different hoes, switching and getting close Strategizing the cold, playing it how it go 
Yeah. When you see it in a bag, roll it up and take a drag. Go pass if you get it high. If you get it high. see it in a bag, roll it up and take a drag. Go pass if you get it high. If you get it high. see it in a bag, roll it up and take a drag. Go pass if you get it high. If you get it high. see it in a bag, roll it up and take a drag. Go pass if you get it high. If you get it high. Good morning, America, as I wake and bake. Smoking on that shit that make the world a better place. Picture 20 of them pretty O's in your face. Roll up the goodies, we can do this shit like every day. I'm from the south, that's why your girl navigate. LBC, palm trees, that's a vacate. If you rolling up the stress, you can throw away. Now that's an earthquake, no, I don't smoke shake. Grind it up, grind it up like coffee. We on the road like you parallel parking. From the south to the west, be cautious. Who let the dogs out? Yeah, be on our bullshit. Popping bottles is the motto, and I'm so for real. Women skinny dipping, chef cooking on the grill. 420 in the marijuana shower. Smoking Mary Jane, that's a part of my persona. When you see it in a bag, roll it up and take a drag. Go pass if you get it. Pass if you get it. When you see it in a bag, roll it up and take a drag. Go pass if you get it. Pass if you get it. When you see it in a bag, roll it up and take a drag. Nice job. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So the whole point of smoking pot is to relax. To relax. Ease are you your relaxed? Minds. Are you relaxed right now? I'm real relaxed. <laughs> Were you smoking pot? Yeah, right before we came. Right. Well, you, you can smoke during the show as far as I'm concerned, but I don't know if you get thrown out of here. But that would be so is, nice, too. This is what Jose does for a living, too, is teach people how, how to relax, right? Yeah. Yes, indeed, yeah. yeah. That's the whole point of what's called <laughs> mindfulness. The mindfulness, yes. So tell us the a little bit about mindfulness. Well, it's a 3,000-year-old technique and practice to uh, to be present to be present in what we're doing wholeheartedly with the heart open and the mind clear and and be be be, be aware of what what's happening in the moment and that's what you're doing right yeah mm-hmm. every day so there are different ways to get there you know that's mm-hmm. and absolutely. Is, it, is it legit are they both legit would you would you suggest to your patients that they could no, take it out of the bag and no, I've been thinking roll it about up and take I, a drink. I was thinking you were going to ask me that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a good answer? Did you have a good answer prepared? I've been thinking about the yeah. answer, yes. <laughs> so my, my, my answer is, that this is a very good question. My answer is that people that come to, looking for help uh, for me, is because something is going, something is not right in their life. You right, know? Sure. They're coming because there are difficulties in yes. some way or another. You know, they're struggling <laughs> with one thing or another. And so in order to, to find their own way out, um, you know, ask for people to be very clear-minded, very clear-minded and present, you know, and, and feed the brain well, eat well, exercise, and so they can look at their options and the, what they need to do to, to help themselves. So, yeah. so it, doesn't, it doesn't help uh, to, to have any kind of uh, psychoactive substance, sometimes pharmaceutically prescribed or sometimes, uh, you know, illegally. So you're, you know, you're so against I'm any kind of medication? No, no, no. I, I, with medications, I do use them. But I use them. I don't think people are deficient on Prozac, you know, in their range. You know, I do think that they are, for example, that we can use them at times to help alleviate uh, difficulties, you know, much like some people medicate with, uh, with other substances, you know. 
Better well, living through chemicals. Hmm? Better living through chemicals. Well, it's, you know, I use my scaffolding, temporary scaffolding. Yes. It's more like putting a, a cast on a, on a broken arm Training temporarily. Using chemicals to train your brain to get to that point of mindfulness. Yeah, and then, and then you know, removing the cast and living a life, you know, mm-hmm. while, while they put but their things wha- together. But what makes you the, hmm. the kind of psychiatry that you practice, which is mind-body psychiatry, yeah. is different from just talk hmm. therapy, say? Well, I think the techniques are different in, in a way. I mean, they're very similarity. There's a lot of similarity in the in the point that we're talking about issues, you know. But I'm teaching right. also skills, a lot of skills that use the body, actually, you know, which is, is, is long forgotten in, in in psychiatry and in in psychotherapy. You, know? you wouldn't expect to go to the psychiatrist and they. So Tell using movement. Do yoga. Was yeah, well we do yoga, you know, and we do Qigong in the office and we do yoga and we and just had workshops on that. You're paying 150 bucks an hour to go to the psychiatrist to do yoga? Well, we may use a little bit of it, you know, and yeah. we do all sorts of other things. But yeah. is that part of my therapy if I'm going to see you? I'm pa- I'm it can be. I mean, it's everybody's individual what they need, you know, right. and, uh, and we'll figure out what is you it. Don't that you don't prescribe yoga. You actually do yoga in the office? You do it? I do, yeah. I do mindful movement in the office and I do Qigong and meditation in What's the office. What's Qigong? Qigong is a moving meditation, very gently moving with the breath, like repetitive like movements. Right. Like you're breathing in and you're rising, your, lifting your arms, and you're breathing out and you're lowering your arms, and you do that repetitively, and you enter into this so uh, meditative state. I don't yeah. think most people going to see a psychiatrist would expect that to happen, would they? Are they surprised? Most right, but the, y- they, most people don't. But nowadays people come to me because that's what they want. You they, know? Know they know want that's what you've got a They don't want right? to uh, just come in for a, for a medication, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, what do you think about all this? People who wake up in the morning and smoke pot. Is there something wrong with the Q? No, I don't Man. think there's right or wrong. I don't think there's any so right or wrong. I think that some. You think people he's not trying to hide from something or run away from something? No, there's no judging. There's no judgment nice. on any of this. I do think, like anything, <laughs> there are people that that uh, you know they get in trouble and it's problematic. It's problematic for people. Okay, so if know? I wake, wake, but here's the thing: if I woke up in the morning and I had a drink, you would right. think there'd be something wrong with that, right? Well, at some point, it causes trouble. Yeah. But if I wake people. up in the morning and smoke pot, it's okay. Well, it's different. It's Why? Different for, uh, it's different for everybody. I mean, some people smoking pot is never an issue for them, you know. And some people smoking pot, it's always an issue. Depends yeah. on the person, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people it having does. a drink is an issue. Some people never have, you know, having I a drink come is on. not. If I woke up in the morning tomorrow morning, if I sat here and told you I wake up every morning and I have a couple of drinks, I have a vodka tonic and then I have a beer. Mm-hmm. By, by 8.30. Yeah, look, look at your face. Yeah. <laughs> but you tell me you smoke two joints, and I'm going, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Right? So is it cool, doctor? Really? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go in the cool or not cool. I think it's individual. <laughs> it's an individual. Yeah. And how I feel like it like makes you creative mm. and calm, yeah. and it, it is relaxing, like, you know? like. But it is like, a drug. Again, it depends on the person. I mean, they call it a drug, but... Okay. I feel like it's okay. natural. It ain't no chemicals. You know, it's like well, it is natural. It, it is natural, natural, and there's no, no some, chemicals. Some it's people are very creative. It can function. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all I'm the music I make is you know <laughs> right with that. You know, I could do it without it, but it's just my choice to do that. Well, life is a lot better when you're high. Definitely. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, no one's when arguing I smoke about pot, that. I'm out of mindfulness. <laughs> what happens? I mean, life is good. Period. But it makes it be- it makes it more. <laughs> yeah, there's no argument about that. I mean, everyone has a bit of time when they're drunk as well. Yeah, don't they? Well, until that I, hangover. I, I know a bunch of them. <laughs> 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 
good, embarrassing, <laughs> whatever. But, but we're not supposed to function like that. You can live in a world where you can function like that because you, you, you're making music. Yeah. I bet if you went to work during something else, I wouldn't be so excited about you being high all day. I guess that's why you're not doing that, right? Exactly. Do you have a Do you have a job as well, or this is it? Music is my job. That is great. Yeah, that is so cool. That you can make a living mm-hmm. doing that. Who? How do you make a living these days doing that? Um, it's not selling records. That's gigs, sure. merch. That's basically it. What are you selling in the merch department? These cool hats. Fabulous hats. Yeah, yeah that is a cool hat. Yeah. NS. No, we'll have shirts it. coming soon. We have stickers, sweaters. sweaters. Nola Familia. Tell us about Nola Familia. So are you starting a label or something? We is basically an underground label. Right. Yeah. I mean, anybody call itself a label. Right. But when you got the the background, I feel like that make you a label. So are you signing people? Nah, we ain't signing nobody. So we are what pushing they do? ourselves. What? But these other people who are on your website, that song Blackout that I like, who, who does that? Oh, actually... That was like a collaboration. Okay. Yeah. So was that was like fashion and music. That was like a bunch of collaborations. Like that's a good. So there's a lot of yeah. good songs on that website. The, the website, if you listen to this and you had enough of this already, is called nolafam.com. Nolafam.com. And that fam is short for family. Yes. And yes. then see, familia is. It's the same thing. Nolafam. Nolafamilia. It just. It's the, like a sort of mafia vibe. Yeah. You can say that. But it rhymes. It yeah. rhymes better. We run things different. <laughs> okay, you're not. You're not doing. You're not taking out contracts on people. Nah, nah. nah. I hope not. Or decapitating them. Oh no, I don't have that in my heart. So where do you find these? Ki- the kids find you, I suppose. Huh? Now, I guess kids are finding you now. Yeah, on the internet and at right. shows and stuff. So who have you discovered? Anybody? That we, you've discovered someone who you think you can make into a star. This reminds me of the Cash Money Records guys. Mario sure. Hart, his little brother. Your little brother, Mario mm-hmm. Hart. Okay, R and B singer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're recording him. Mm-hmm. You're producing him. Yeah. This is how the Cash Money guys started out, just like this, with yeah. the same exact story. Exactly. And now look at them. Mm. Do you know those guys? That'd be good guys. Not to personally. Hold. Not personally. Right. Yeah. That's an interesting story from yeah. here. Are they still, like, doing stuff? Oh, yeah. They dominant in the industry right now, but they just not really in New Orleans like they used to be. They, right. they now based out of, like, Miami and right. stuff. Do they come back here and do anything? Do they spend any money here or help kids here? Or I mean, for the turkey stuff, but I don't consider that doing too much. I mean, it's... Turkey ball. The what? I mean, you feeding people. They do a... You know, they give out turkeys for, uh, I think, Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas or something like that. I mean, it's kind of cliche, though. Like, you could do more things than that. Like, I mean, you yeah. feeding people. That's I'm not knocking that. But, like, every everybody doing that. Right? All right. So, you guys got our, web, our Facebook page yanked off Facebook yesterday, by the way. Did you know that? Huh? You know, you guys got. Oh yeah, Facebook I seen that. Yeah. I seen that. So we put up a <laughs> we put up a graphic from from your record. That's that's your song, Q. Is yeah, it? it's it's called mm-hmm. Sex Religion. Sex Religion. Mm-hmm. And Sex Religion. Yes. And mm-hmm. on the cover of it, the cover of it, the graphic of it is a. Um, you should see the video, by the way, for the song we just played about smoking pot. It's an awesome video as yeah, well. It's a great video. Nolafam.com. But the graphic is. Uh, of, of sex religion is two women standing next to each other and one woman's wearing a burqa and, mm-hmm. a, and a face covering so that all you see are her eyes and the woman standing next to her is totally naked except for her eyes she's got a black blindfold on and 
So we had that on Facebook. It's a, it's, and the, it's not even a photo. It's a charcoal it's a, drawing. It's a drawing, and I saw yeah. it. I had a glimpse of it, and I can't believe they pulled it with all Facebook the other. Facebook took it off. <laughs> Naked, naked. I bet your Facebook thought it was awesome too. They told us that they're shutting <laughs> us down, and that they wrote to me and everyone else who's an administrator on that page, and told us all they they were yanking us off Facebook unless we apologized. Oh man! Oh, that's a bunch of. And oh, wow. clicked a button that said, oh, "I'm not going to do it again." Wow! Damn, it was a serious issue like that. that? Sixty Such minutes bullshit. after we put it up, by the way. But how was? Have you had that problem with any of your stuff? I never had that problem. Do you put it on Facebook? All the time. That you on have my that Facebook. graphic on Facebook? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Why would they <laughs> yank it off our page? I don't know. That is bizarre. Maybe somebody reported it. Could be. One of mm-hmm. our listeners doesn't like naked women or women in a burka, maybe. Yeah. There was a nudity that they had a problem with. Hey, let's take a <laughs> listen to another song. <laughs> what should we listen to? Sex religion. Listen to sex religion. Okay. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the song before we hear it. Um... About sex religion Sex religion is You know Is a part of my uh, Project I'm working on I'm working on a mixtape Called uh, The Don Q Huff The Don And basically It's just My It's kind of like An experience for me Like Cause I'm talking about Personal things in that song And all, Oh thank you And also It's just me using My imagination And you know I mean, the lyrics speak for itself. We'll let it speak for itself. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Let's take a listen to it.
it's not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Who's yeah. it for? Who likes it? Whoever on the same level as me. Whoever. I don't do music thinking about who gonna like it. I yeah, just do right. it if I like it. If you like it, cool. If you don't, it's not for you. I'm surprised it yeah. it, it was over so quickly. Were you guys? Yeah, that's more. <laughs> it seemed to be you a want more, right? I feel like I want yeah. to insert a pun here. Yeah, but. that was that, that 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 song was more like an interlude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long? What, what's in the background? What's it, what's it? Are there are the words in the background that are? Oh yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's inside of the beat. Yeah. They call uh, good that question, Jose. Sandwich, what you know? what is it? It sounds like a sort of chanting. It sounds like a chanting. It is yeah, like, a, like chant. a chanting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are they What are they saying? Honestly, I don't know. The producer made it, and I went off feeling. Who is the producer? Ah, the, uh, the producer. The producer. That's sad. Don't I really don't, don't know, know the producer. You don't know who produced your own record? It's on the. You stuff. must smoking a lot of weed. I've, I've been smoking <laughs> a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you're serious. But you when I find out, I shot him out. Yeah, that would mm-hmm. be a nice thing to do, seeing he made a great job. Look, the thing about this I song... I this. Do you guys know the name of the guy? Look, look, look. Yeah. The thing about this song, this is one of the only songs... This is the only song I ever got production from another person. Because mm-hmm. usually when we use beats, it it'd be beats that I made or he made. But when I heard this beat, mm-hmm. I was like, I got to <coughs> use this. So where did you hear it? <coughs> from a friend. So how does this work? You have a computer and a what sort of instruments? Nah, he he came with it on a hard drive. But when you're making something, what do you use? Because we, we use we, we use we, we use keyboards. Uh, right. We have a, a program called Fruity Loops FL Studio, Pro Tools, and we make all our stuff in house. And how did you learn how to do all this? Um, Frederick Douglass High School. Well, me for me. Uh, I always been into music when I was like real young. I want to say like like eight and up. I always wanted to be, you know, a rapper or whatever. But when I when I met when I was like twelve, thirteen, I wrote. I started writing songs, and then when I was sixteen, I was like, all right, I got these songs, but damn, how I'm gonna get production? So I got the I got this program and I started learning how to use it and. Next thing you know, I was making beats. You like just taught it just naturally came. I right. taught myself, and then I'm like, "All right, damn, I don't have a studio. How am I record?" So, at the age of like 19, after going to so many other studios that's giving me their sound instead of mine, uh, I learned how to record. And now we have a home studio, and we record all our own stuff and produce everything. We basically taught ourselves how to do this because. It, like with music, you can't just jump up and be like, "Oh, I want to be a rapper." It have to be in you. Like that's how I feel. Like you, when you growing up, like you have it have to be in you. Like a natural a poet. Natural poet. It comes natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'd be. I mean, a lot of people want to be star. A star. Yeah. But if but you if you don't have a natural talent, it's not, if it's not in you, right. then you could try. Maybe you'll be successful. Maybe not. Well, there's a lot of people who are successful who aren't that talented. Oh, yeah, like these Townsend. EDM DJs. EDM. Yeah. What does that stand for? Electronic dance music. Oh. But I'm not going to say EDM as a whole. I'm going to say these trap producers. Trap. Who be taking people, vocals and samples, ah, and right. mixing it and 
claiming it as this. Are you that. trying to say something? Mm. You're not just trying to get I, I'm saying what I'm get, saying. Yeah, but I mean, you're not trying to... <laughs> Posers. No, I don't I'm mean now. I don't mean now. I mean, in the, in the music, are you trying to say more than just get high and have a good time and have sex? Oh, with yeah. You? Yeah, so oh, yeah. you got a message. I got a message. Right. And I, I talk about my life, too. Is sex your religion? Is that what that song was about? Or it's, it's a it's religious like, experience? It's like sex and religion. Sex and religion. And sometimes religion affects, like, sex affects religion go both ways like catholic guilt catholic guilt and like you know uh you know how sometimes people dehumanize women and like again like with the religion part like as you see on the cover you see a lady is in a burger and a lady is you know you know nude uh i feel like some women like their sexuality is not by choice. They forced to do things sometimes. You, know? you get me, or you don't. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Repressed. Mm-hmm. Repressed. Because mm-hmm. I'm all for culturally I'm, I'm repressed. All, I'm all for the women. Like you know, some songs you might hear. Yeah, I'm talking about sex. It's a big part of life. We all like to have sex. Like well, you're that's the w- like you know you're the Q Hefner. Here. I, I am the Q <laughs> Hefner, and you know, I, that's what I like to talk about. You like sex. to talk about sex or have it. There's a big difference I'll between talking sex. about it. Both. Both. <laughs> I'd much Both. Ra- I would rather have it than talk about it. What about you, Jose? I think that's a, that's a mindful way. It's a mindful way. I'd rather have it, but since I'm an artist. Okay. I like I'm, to talk about I'm it while I'm having it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like describing, the, describing the, the, the smell of a rose. You know, you can't. You can't really. You can't really describe it. it. You have to mm-hmm. experience. But that's when an artist comes in, is that you, the artist. Yeah can give you that experience in a, yeah, it's in experience. a whole new way. Like, you know, two souls come together. You know? Well, you kidding? Yeah. Are you blushing? <laughs> yeah. You're so <laughs> blushing. <laughs> 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 you know? So, you're, so you're, what you're talking about is love. That too. Not politics. I don't really get too much into politics. I have my own politics. Right. So the whole politics about what's going on in the Eighth Ward and St. Claude and all that, that's just part of your life. That's not part of your that's art. That's part of my life. That's not part yeah. of your art. You're not interested yeah. in making it. It's just politics that. that affect me. Right. Yeah. Okay. Can now. I ask a question? Uh, yes. Briefly? I mean, there's a camera on the table. Yeah. That's it's your camera. Cheryl's camera. Yes. Cheryl, do you, I'm, I'm very curious about, do you, uh, we were talking about art and so on. Do you also, do you take photos? I do. Uh-huh. Oh, Just damn. for my personal hobby. Uh, personal yes. hobby? Cheryl's a fantastic photographer. I have to get a photo shoot. <laughs> yeah. What's I'll shoot you. Yeah. Well, we, we have a link to Cheryl's stuff on our site. What's it called? My Lush Life. My Lush Life. It's re- she's an awesome photographer. That's uh-huh. how my I know life. Cheryl. That's your website? Yes, that's how, that's how it's we my met. I, it's on my Flickr site is My All Lush right. Life. That's how I contact you then? No, I'll give you my card. All right, for sure. I've All got right. your card yeah. right here. Look what it says. <laughs> <laughs> it says she, she's an adventuress, a wrangler, a handholder, and a photographer. Mm. Yes. Which one is wiser than that order? By the way? No, she's blushing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hold awesome. anybody's hand while you're here? I'm, I'm very good at making people feel comfortable and mm-hmm. seeing them through very difficult times. I'm, um, so is Jose. I'm so I, by tra- <laughs> I know, Actually, see? I'm pretty Through art, <laughs> through psychiatry. Well, how do you do it? Through what? Through um, event planning and managing logistics. I'm very good at mm. handling stressed out executives mm. and making sure things run smoothly. I'm very, I'm very mellow. Except when I get, you know, all pissed off like an Italian. <laughs> you Sometimes can, I can. You can lose it? 
it takes a lot for me to lose it. How Italian are you? How many generations back were the Del Pozzells actually um, I'm second generation born here. So my mother is actually uh, Scottish and English, and my dad's Italian, so I have stubborn and bad attitude <laughs> on both sides. So it's how a did fine you, blend. How did you discover Are you a Taurus? <laughs> ah. No, I'm a Pisces. A Pisces. What are you, what are you Q? <laughs> a Taurus. Taurus. Uh-huh. Is that good? That's the it's best great. one, right? <laughs> yeah, Taurus strong. Strong, yeah. intelligent. Yeah. Debonair, suave. <laughs> what else? Is that Taurus? <laughs> or is that my thing? Stubborn, bullheaded. Now, what, yeah. what, why did you ask I, that I know question? how to control that, though. Why? <laughs> 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 how do you control it? He's Q Hefner. Come on. Come on. He's, God he's damn got it. <laughs> I relax. I relax. learn to think. That's a superpower. I do sometimes. Do you really? Yeah. That's the key to it. Mindfulness. Yeah. You just mm-hmm. got to step back and be like, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. Just like you that. You think before you do. Just take a moment to think before mm-hmm. you or speak or do or both. Both. Is that mindfulness? Is it? To pay attention. Would that be called mindfulness? This is to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. You just. You could, you could charge people 150 bucks an hour too. <laughs> <laughs> you could be on the list. That'd be cool. I'd and the other it. thing that you can do, of course, Q Hefner, is you can manifest things to ha- really happen in real life, just by thinking about them. Correct. Right. And now comes the big moment. Mm-hmm. Where we're going to take the napkin. Dun, take dun. that napkin. We're going to read what you wrote on the napkin. Okay. 60 minutes ago, and we're going to see if you made it happen this hour. Let's get it. Okay. Who's got <laughs> the napkin? Where is it? Okay, Cheryl. You want me to read pick it? Pick that up yeah. and read it. Can you read okay in the slide? Mm-hmm. Not really. No, you need glasses. <laughs> Look at that. Your arms aren't longer. Uh, I know. I Can you on. read it? Yes. Oh, Graham's got it glasses. Says, Graham is the get another, get another drink, <laughs> which he's done. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a two part. This is okay. a two, so two part. Even get yeah. another drink yes. and listen to sex religion. Oh, you made you it go. happen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Well, yeah. Okay. That's attainable goals. Mm-hmm. You have to. Mm-hmm. You Two have birds to and one that. stone. Just like Good that. Good job. Okay, that's really what happened. That's really what we happened. We did listen you to that drink. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm okay. assisting the photographer. Very good. <laughs> Douglas Engel is taking photos. Well, you know, we've come to the end of happy hour, everybody. Oh, I'm so sad. Mm. So, did you, did you want to say anything, Cheryl, that we didn't get to? I have nothing to say. I don't even know why I'm here. Really? <laughs> you have no clue. You'll have to ask Graham. Graham's a magician. She puts it all together. <laughs> I'd love to hear how do you talk to somebody. If you're taking photos of somebody, mm-hmm. do you, I mean, I, I'm just always like, I don't want to upset them if I want to take a photo of them. I don't know them. How do you do that? I just sit around and put everybody at ease. Uh-huh. You know, just talk and take pictures and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just the, the touch? That's touch the talent that you're born it's with. That's the talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I like to think um, mm-hmm. I'm a very visual person, and I like to. I don't. I don't v- talk very well. <laughs> is that what it is? You I don't. Yourself? I don't. Uh, I express myself visually, and I see things visually. So mm-hmm. I love to shoot bands and live music. And um, sometimes when I go see bands, I like to go see the bands first, so mm-hmm. I can get an idea, because I can't enjoy the music while I'm shooting, because mm-hmm. I'm paying attention to the movement and the rhythm, yeah. and waiting for you know the pinnacle of expression so I can just capture that nice little moment. Mm. 
You could so. go see the. Oh, uh, damn. No, I you, might, go see. you might come see us at House of Blues. I will do that. Yeah, January 6th. I'll do that too. I will. January 6th, 2015. I need to get a press pass. pass. Get me a press pass. They require press passes there. I'll make sure I get your card. You can't take your camera into the House of Blues without a press pass. No, you can't. And plus, they only. At least the House and Blues in Boston, they only allow you in the pit for like the first three songs of live bands. They have a limit. Mm. So. Oh, but see here, you could be there all night. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd all right. You've been in. I'm a yeah. show up there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but you guys play at the House of Blues quite regularly, right? Uh, now we are. Uh, yeah. we. The last time we played that was November. Or what? September 9th, Tuesday. We just getting back on it. Uh, the next one is uh January sixth. And we're going to try to keep that going on a monthly or every two months. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's Great. in the main room or the parish? Uh, it's the parish. I'd rather keep it at the parish because, yeah, you know, it's cool. it's a, I like the vibe of the parish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's cool. So if you listen to this and it's not January 6, 2015 yet, right? 15. 2015. Yes. You guys are playing there. Yeah. That's going to be the first show of the New Year's, too. So it's yeah. going to be a big show. That is going to be big. What yeah. night of the week is that? Tuesday? That's a Monday. That's a Monday night. Yeah. It's, so it's, like it's great to have it on a Monday because stuff always going on on the weekend. Right. So Monday is perfect. You get people out. Okay. Yeah. Nola Fam and Q Hefton, we have a link to you guys' stuff on our website. Yeah. And the, some of the videos <laughs> on your site, nolafam.com, yeah. are awesome, right? I would appreciate that. Highly recommend. And you they guys stay up; they out. don't get pulled down. Yeah, no, they don't get yeah. pulled down. If they're on your <laughs> own. Also, also, <laughs> we got Facebook. some new stuff. Like uh, January, that site is going to 360. We got a lot of new music we're going to put right. up in January too. Okay. Yeah. So you know. Nolafam.com. Cheryl Del Pozel, thank you so much for joining thank me as you, well. Thank you, Grant. And Jose Calderon. Thank you, as Grant. well. You're welcome. Thank There's you. links to all these guys on our website, itsneworleans.com. That's our show for today. Our show is produced by Graham DuPonte. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh as our music director. Thank you, Christian, for that gift. <laughs> our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by Pre-Sonus Audio Electronics. If you'd like to be on our show, you can sit around here for about an hour and stay upright and have a couple of drinks drop us a line <laughs> our address is on our website happy hour is the name of the show and you can find it on itsneworleans.com along with tons of other shows that we make Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti live from Commander's Palace is one of the mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic who was Jose's uh, student at some point I believe yeah yeah resident yes he's your resident yeah yeah good job he's, he's doing a pretty good job he's doing pretty good he's, yeah. a good he's a good colleague and friend and he's yeah. the host of, of Mindset can yes. I can, can I say just one thing before the show got married yeah can I say one thing before the show yeah alright let's keep in mind I'm DJ Q so tomorrow at the Saint I will be DJing from 11 to 6 in the morning so if you ain't doing that I'll be at the Saint 961 6 a.m. Yeah. I'm okay. going to be DJing. And that would be what date would that be if you listen to this? You've only Tomorrow, Friday night. Friday, the something or other. Of 18, uh, 21st. Yeah, November 21st. November 2014. If you missed that, then I guess check nolafam.com. Oh, yeah, nolafam.com. We'll keep you okay. updated. <laughs> hey, you can also check out uh, Chris True's show, True to the Game, on itsneworleans.com, as well as Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. And Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker. You can keep up with us on Facebook when they haven't yanked our page down. On Twitter and a bunch of other times sucking social media as well. And all of it we called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on our Facebook page on itsneworleans.com. And those photos taken by Douglas Engel, who's walking around. There he is over there. If you listen to this show on iTunes or Stitcher or some other podcast app that you like better than those two, thanks for subscribing to us 
iTunes. If you can just take a moment to do this, rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street, where they put fine dining into a sandwich and fine booze into a glass. You can attest to that, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. 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 I love the booze in my glass. It's awesome. Happy Hours of Production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, who may be back here next week, let's hope. And for everyone sitting around the table here at Wayfair and back at the INO office, I'm Grant Morris. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you back here next week on Happy Hour.